roots through the alchemy of food. Today I have an ongoing guest with us. His name is Kesek. He's a.k.a. Sun One in my world. And we're going to talk about food. And the reason I have started this series is to really help hopefully give us some wisdom to connect with and some thoughts and seeds of inspiration around food. So to start the episode, what I'd like to do is just bring us to a baseline understanding of where we're at, and that is that right now if you go to the supermarket and walk down the aisles and pick up any packaged food, that you will notice there's a long list of ingredients. And oftentimes it might say things like, dye, natural, in words that you can't even pronounce, (laughs) very long words, scientific words that we can go and look up. This is our current state of affairs right now, so I encourage all of you to maybe go through the supermarket and your next now and just check it out. Check out what you're buying, how many ingredients are in there, can you pronounce them, and do you know what that is? So that's my question to you. Do you know what you're putting in your body? Very simple question and should have a simple answer, but if the answer is no, then we more than likely don't want to consume it. If I go out in the forest, if any of you go out in the forest, are you willing to eat any of the vegetation that you see? Are you willing to eat the dandelions? Are you willing to eat the grass? Are you willing to eat the perceived weeds, the mint, the ivy growing on the ground that you're not sure if it's poison ivy or if it's something that could nourish your body? For many of you, the answer would be no. However, that biological form is in a more pure state than the food that you might be eating today or tomorrow or the next day. So how do we connect to our roots and what do we want to look for? Well, before we dive into that, I'd like to connect you with a.k.a. Kesik, Sun One, only Sun, but Sun One, and he's going to share with you his perceptions of real food and non-real food. We've had this discussion before. Many times he'll come home from friends' houses and say to me, Mom, there wasn't any real food. So without further ado, here's Sun One. So Kesik, when you would come home or sometimes come home and say they had no real food, what does that mean to you, real food? It means that there might be added chemicals into it that makes the aging process go faster or maybe they want to color it differently to be more appealing for buyers. Or maybe it's they make it, they add a lot of added sugars to make it sweeter to appeal to everyone's taste buds. And how do you feel when you eat these fake foods? Well, I don't feel at whole. I feel like I'm disconnected from my food. Like I need more healthful choices. And I feel that I should be eating, like, you know, a homegrown carrot or an apple off the, fresh off the tree. So what do you notice also at school when there are the occasions where your mom's like, you're going to have to buy, and he's the rare kid that's like, doesn't want to do that, and that is the rare occasion. But what do you feel about when you eat those foods from your your school? Well, I feel like the school is not, like, the best funded in the world, but, um, you know, I feel like the standards that the district is feeding children, they should raise the standards because... Children are the next generation of the, you know, humanity, and so I feel they should be giving more healthful choices. Like, there is oranges, but the probability that they're added, like, chemicals and um, sprays to make it, quote-unquote, better, you know, is a very high percentage. 
so um, I feel like there should be more fruits and vegetables and other good choices. Right, like maybe organic. <laughs> so for some of you listening, Keswick Sun One has a sister, daughter one, <laughs> that this is an inside joke, uh, <laughs> that asked me when I was five and we were walking through a local market, which does have a lot of healthy foods in their purest state, even within their packaged foods. But she asked me, Mom, what is organic? And I said, I explained, well, it's when they don't put chemicals. And I explained with the organic process and standards within North America. And she said, well, why would they, anyone do any of that, not to vegetables, meaning that she couldn't understand in her mind why anyone would spray pesticides or use genetically modified seeds. It doesn't make sense to the child. So the purpose of even this episode is to, for us to stop and think, and, you know, it's been beautiful because it's not like I have tried too much, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Keswick, uh, to force my belief system on the kids. I share my belief system with them, but I always want them to engage with how they want to relate to their entire ecosystem and make choices that feel good to them. So it always makes me smile when they come home and say, wow, they had a lot of processed food because they don't feel satisfied. They feel different. And Keswick, you could even maybe attest to how you see your sister act because she's very sensitive to processed foods. Uh, When she has these things, um, when she's with us or not, how you see your act. She gets very hyperactive, and sometimes she gets very moody and gets angered easily. Also, she um, likes to run around, it seems, and bother both of us if if she has too many. And it also, it sort of affects her, like, her mind. Like, she she seems differently. She acts, like, differently, and she, it feels like it's not exactly whole, all my sister. So he's making a great point when uh, daughter one has uh, these preservatives, she really does take on a whole new persona. And she'll even say afterwards, she's not here, so we can't ask her, but she'll say afterwards, I don't know why I get so angry or I can't control myself. She physically feels like she has taken some kind of quote-unquote drug, and she has. So for in an age that we're in, and many of you, if you're having children that are being diagnosed with uh, attention deficit orders, they're hyperactive, there's a lot of contributing factors to think about and to realize that that what you're putting in their body is not holistic to their system. And so right now I just want to talk a little bit about biology. And this is just simple, simple concept that you can think about, you can contemplate, and then maybe you could just test it out yourself. So if you go out and you have a biology and I have a biology, we're going to have different needs. And I I know this pretty directly because I've given birth to two children. And when you have a child in your system, you realize that their needs are a little bit different than yours, and you actually are craving two different things for your body. One, to keep the ecosystem balanced, and two, they actually have very separate needs than you do in your body because they have a different biology. So across the board, if we're filling our system with chemicals that haven't really gone through a testing process, a long, ornate testing process, and most 
new dyes, preservatives, and chemicals, and vitamin enrichments that are placed into foods have gone through FDA standards but really haven't been on the market that long. So you're inflicting that on a, a biology, one biology, two biology, millions of biologies, systems, and we don't know what that impact will be. For all of you to think about that and watch your family, even the simple meal you might serve them, to see how they react. And a great test I used to tell my senior citizens that would come to me to learn water aerobics is to think about fast food or any synthetic food. I encourage you all to take a week, a month, and stop eating anything that's processed. That means fast food. That means anything that comes in a bag that is not whole ingredients that you can read and understand what it is and see how your body feels and then spend the time eating organic foods, natural foods and whole grains, whole breads, juices, all those beautiful things and just see the difference, notice the difference and then after you've completed your time frame, your test period, whether it's a week, even a couple days, but I would encourage at least a week. I want you to go back and eat some of those foods and see how they feel in your mouth and in your body. See how you react to them and what feels good and what you're ready to reintroduce. Oftentimes when you take away things that you're used to eating, one, you have to go through a little bit of a detoxification, an adjustment to your body, and then two, you'll have to reacclimate to what your body needs. So you might have been eating a lot of chocolate and actually maybe you were deficient in calcium and magnesium, or maybe you were just eating a lot of chocolate because you were experiencing mood swings and or have depression or are um, feeling like you're missing something in your life. So the other thing to notice about food, and it's really um, important, and the reason I'll be integrating my children on these series is that we are in an era where our children are walking around and if you stop at any convenience market or any major chain grocery store, it is filled, like energetically, it is filled with foods that do not provide nutritional sustenance to our body. And in fact, they're not even alive. So I personally can't even go into a lot of those stores because it makes me sad. It makes me sad that we're actually feeding our system that. And then in even some of the grocery stores, when you go into the produce section, which would be our living foods, those foods are so genetically modified that they're not even real. And I remember uh, the summer before last or last summer being up in Canada, and this gentleman, they had a whole farming system his wife had started, and we were talking about strawberries, and he's like, they look like strawberries, and they're the right color of strawberries, but then you taste them and there's something wrong. They don't taste like a strawberry. So we know that we're getting further and further away from natural foods when they're not available for us. The way to quickly identify this and then start changing some of our habits in our communities is one, to get off the processed food, to get off the packaged food, start eating fresh food and see how your taste buds shift because when you're impacted with a lot of sugars and dyes and preservatives, you're not tasting things and you don't realize that that tomato doesn't taste like a tomato and strawberry doesn't taste like a strawberry and so on and so forth. So this is a place to start uh, to reconnect to our roots 
and to realize that we can model such beautiful behavior for ourselves and for our children just by taking these baby steps. Now, the one other thing that I wanted to touch on just for this brief kind of introduction to food alchemy, that food is medicine and it actually will create this beautiful core stabilization for our foundation. So imagine that you are running around not eating a balanced diet, not meaning that you have to eat tons of food or three square meals. I'm not necessarily talking about that, just meaning that you're not eating the nutrition that your body craves or needs, and you're filling it with things that are empty. So imagine that, and this is a core need in your life. You need to have food and water and shelter to keep you feeling safe and balanced. If you're not taking the time to do that on a daily basis, then you're missing out on an opportunity to nourish yourself, keep yourself stable for yourself, for the people around you, and for everything that you're touching and creating. So you'll have that much more to give. Now, I do want to caution everyone that they don't have to go to the extreme. <laughs> you can if you want to, but you don't have to go to the extreme and start creating more complexity with food. I've learned over the years that I've definitely gone through trends and experiences, and I will continue to experience food and what people have to offer me and how I even experiment with alchemy itself. However, you don't have to make it so complex that you think you need this, that, and the other. My whole concept behind food is let's make it simple. Like when you're in the woods and you watch the bear, he's just eating the grass and the deer's eating the leaves and they know intuitively what to do. They don't think about their whole entire biology and say, oh, I need a little bit of more B12 today. We've made it too linear. Let's get back and reconnect. And then once we get reconnected to the soil and to the roots, we start growing fresher food because we know that's what our body needs. We start cleaning up our agricultural system and not because anything else than that it'll make our society feel more holistic. So the last thing I'd like to do for this segment is one, just remind you to experiment. Go to the grocery store or look in your cupboard, see what you have, and notice what you're putting in your body and what you're putting in your children's body. I think at Christmas time we discovered at my mom's house, because she had Campbell's, sorry mom, soup, <laughs> and we realized they had motto, um, monosodium glutamate, MSG, in Campbell's soup. Now we know better, yet they're still putting that in. The reason we detected it was because Kadri, my daughter one, uh, completely uh, had a reaction to it. So really take the time to notice. And this, what this might do in the end, A, keep our children off pharmacology for ADD and other things that we're labeling, keeping, keeping many people off antidepressants and anxiety medicine because they're filling their body with chemicals and it's setting off their emotions, their hormones, and their moods. So your homework for this week is to maybe check out what's in your kitchen, check out what's in your cupboard, see what you're eating, see what you're digesting, and then where can you go from there. Start really simply, farmer's markets, grocery stores that sell organic food that you are confident that are feeling happy and energized, and you can just do a little test. Walk around, 
look at the organic apple versus the non-organic apple. Hold it in your hands. Take a moment and connect with its energy field. Everything has energy. And why not sustain your body with energy that's going to fuel you for that much longer versus depleting it with fake foods or genetically modified foods or foods that are sprayed with pesticides? The, the next thing I want to parlay into in the next segment, we're going to talk about the elements of the earth, metal, water, wood, and fire, and how we create this alchemy within our body and within the food we eat. This will touch on a little bit of Ayurveda and also Chinese influence of ways to eat to keep ourselves balanced in the yin and the yang energy. And these are all just simple principles. They can become complex if you want to dive in further. But I choose to just hopefully inspire you to get your feet wet, connect with the alchemy of food, connect with the purity that food has to offer us and the medicine that it is. So if you have any questions or you're interested in diving deeper or you have some beautiful offering, please feel free to email me at either s at suzantoro.com or suzantoro at gmail.com. We're working on fixing the email server. (laughs) Again, it's suzantoro at gmail.com or s at suzantoro.com. So until next time, we're going to sign out with a song called Earth Prayer. And this is a beautiful song and a way to reconnect with the earth. When I was down in Guatemala, an agricultural country, it was just reminded to me over and over during the time I spent in silence that it is our time to reconnect to our primordial self, reconnect to the earth. She is craving our connection to each other and to the earth. And so is Father Sun and the moon, the whole ecosystem, the trees, the plant life. Take some time, sit down, lay on the ground, and just connect and breathe in. Again, we're going to sign out with NFVA, Earth Prayer, and enjoy the song. It's a beautiful, beautiful song. And we can remember that we are a part of this world system. We are not separate from it. So let's start remembering what that means. I want to send a special thank you to Kesek Sun One for contributing your beautifully well-spoken answers. And this is she signing out until next time with a deep bow, a soft gaze, and a namaste.